song's in E flat though. Good evening. Merry Christmas. So glad you're all here to join us this evening for a wonderful celebration of the incarnation and opportunity to worship our Lord and to have a time of communion. We'd like to welcome everybody as well who's watching us online. I know personally I have family watching us from a couple places in the United States. So, hey, family. Great to see you guys. Welcome to here. Be with us. Just a couple things. We're going to have communion, a wonderful time of communion at one point in our service. And for those of you that are watching online, we just want to make you aware of that now. If you need to go uh, prepare some elements to be able to partake in that with us a little later on in the service. Uh, for those that have uh, gluten allergies, um, we also have those in the back there and also in that back corner if you need those to take as well. But we're so excited you're all here. We're going to have a wonderful time of worship and declaration of the Word of God. And Grady's going to bring us a wonderful uh, message just about the hope that we have in Christ. So we're here tonight to celebrate the Word becoming flesh. God is our hope. God is our joy. God is our peace. And God, who is our Christ, our Messiah, the Savior that has come. So if I ask you to please stand, we're going to begin with a prayer and then the reading of God's word. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity tonight to come together. We thank you for each one that's here and each one that's watching at home. God, that we can come together as your sons and daughters, as your bride, to honor you, to worship you, to glorify you, to continue to be in amazed and to stand before the wonder of your incarnation, of you coming in flesh. God, to pay the price for our sins, to come as a human, Lord, to take our place, to be our atonement. And God, we're just going to worship you tonight and declare your glory. We're going to enjoy some worship songs, some hymns, some carols, just to acknowledge the glory of who you are and your majesty and then your splendor. Have your way tonight, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the families that are here, some that may be coming from out of town to enjoy a time tonight, but we want to give you all honor, glory, and praise tonight for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to declare a couple scriptures as we begin. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 8. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry for her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill will be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, we declare, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's worship our Lord tonight. For our first song tonight, it was, we felt it was important for all of us to be reflecting on the fact that just as the people of Israel were anticipating the coming of Christ, as we read in Isaiah, it's also important for us to be anticipating the coming of Christ the second time. And so for our first song, we felt it was important for all of us to, to sing this as the people of Israel, that we are anticipating and seeking the coming of Christ. And they were seeking and looking forward to him coming and being born on the earth, but we're seeking and we're looking forward to him coming back in glory. And so for our first song, we wanted to sing that tonight to kind of help put us in that mindset. So let's sing together. All of creation, all of the earth, make straight a highway, path for the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. Call back the sin, look up the same. Jesus is coming soon. Like a bride waiting for her groom, we'll be a church ready for you. Every heart longing for our King, we see even so.
Please be seated. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. All right, this is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together... She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of, from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Please stand with us as we sing of the birth of Christ. What child is this Yeah. 
Please be seated. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. 
and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Let's stand and sing those words together then. While we were preparing for this 
For the past few weeks, we were reflecting on other times in Scripture when the angel had come and when the angels were recorded in saying and singing praises to, to God. And so one of the ones that came to our minds was in Revelation 4, verse 8. It's speaking about the, the return of Christ and his victory and, and all of those who are worshiping and glorifying him. And it even speaks of these great angels, these great beasts of, of angels who have eyes and wings and everything around them. And, and it, they, even as great as they are, they're the ones who are singing and glorifying God because he's the one who's created them and he's the one who's claimed the victory over all things. And so here in Revelation 4, 8, it says, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. And day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And so just in that day when the angels came to the shepherds and pro proclaimed God's truth, so in the last days, these angels who are singing are also proclaiming God's truth. And so we'd ask that you would proclaim this truth with us tonight. sing together again.
And you may be seated. I want to read for us something we read earlier and just remind us of this amazing truth from Matthew's gospel. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, she will bear a son, he shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Let the wonder of that sing in force. So what we're celebrating in Christmas here is that Christ has come and he will save his people from their sins. And what we're celebrating, friends, is not just the cute baby in the manger, but we're celebrating the fact that God himself has come, the second person in the Trinity who's always existed, has come to rescue us from our sins. One of my favorite authors said it so well one time. He said, the wisdom of God found a way for the love of God to satisfy the wrath of God without compromising the justice of God. And that's really what we're celebrating here at Christmas. And God looks upon his creation that's rebelled against him, a creation that's shaking this fist at God, saying, we want our way, not yours, God. And God could have left us in our sin. God could have condemned us all to hell. And he would have been very just and holy to have done that. But in his wisdom, he found a way to rescue us from our sins without in any way compromising his justice. Because we talk about it a lot. We talk about the attributes of God. That God is fully holy. He's fully just. And God cannot wink at sin. He cannot overlook at sin. He cannot be like, oh, I like that person. I'm just going to ignore that. God's holiness requires that every sin be paid for. Either that takes an eternity for us in hell to pay for those sins, or either Christ pays for it for us. And that's the wonder of the Christmas season. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. But what we remember at Christmas time, friends, is that Christ not just stay a baby in the manger. He lived a perfect life. He fulfilled every day the law of God that you and I could not fulfill. Whereas we sin day by day, moment by moment, Christ never sinned. He perfectly fulfilled the entire law of God. So he could go to that cruel Roman cross, the worst form of execution ever invented, to be the substitute for us, to take the penalty we deserve. And so as we sing about these songs at Christmas, we think about what Christ has done for us. It makes us look forward as well to what we celebrate at Easter because Christ came on a mission to save us from our sins and remind, want to remind us what that took for our, us to be rescued. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, Paul says, I delivered to you as a first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Friends, that Christ came and fulfilled the law and then went to the cross to be a substitute for us. And so all the wrath of God that should have been poured out on you and me got put on Christ. And all of Christ's righteousness got transferred to us through what he did. And so what a fitting time, friends, on this Christmas Eve as we think about the birth of Christ to also be thinking about what Christ came to do and how he did that. And so in just a moment, we're going to celebrate together communion or the Lord's Supper. It's a chance for us to remember what Christ did to rescue us, how the wisdom of God found a way for the love of God to satisfy the wrath of God without compromising the justice of God. And so we get to celebrate that together. You should see in the seat in front of you or nearby you a communion cup. I want you to grab those in just a moment. If you do not have them, they're available in the back of the rooms. But I want to read another scripture for us as we think about celebrating the Lord's Supper, communion on this Christmas Eve. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're told, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. We given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Friends, this is a remembrance to us of what Christ came to do, what that baby in the manger came to do, that he came to rescue us from our sins. He came to die to have his blood shed for his body to be broken on the cross so to absorb the wrath of God that should have been put on us. Paul gives us a warning, though, as you think about celebrating communion. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who drinks, eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. And so what we want to do is take a few minutes to reflect on these truths. We don't take communion lightly. We take this as something to celebrate what Christ has done in rescuing us from our sins. Therefore, this is only for those who are followers of Christ. If you're with us in person tonight, or if you're watching online and you've never entered into a relationship with Christ to where he has transformed you, where you know that you're a child of God and he saved you from your sins, this is a time for you just to reflect and to pray. But if you know Christ, if you know you belong to God, this is a time, friends, for you to celebrate what Christ has done. So we ask our praise team to come back up and they're going to play some music quietly in the background. I want you to take just a few minutes to reflect on Christmas and Easter and the connection and to reflect on the wonder of what we were just thinking about that Christ will save his people from their sins. So let's just take a few minutes of quiet reflection and then I'll instruct us from there in just a moment. back the cup and take the bread and drink the juice as you continue to reflect on what Christ has done. Father God, what an incredible truth we are getting to celebrate tonight. That Christ has come and he has saved his people from their sins. Father, as recipients of that grace, as us, your children who have been saved from our sins, not because of anything we have done, but because of your kindness to us, the grace you have given to us. Lord, we want to say thank you tonight. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your grace you poured out on us. Thank you for 
being willing, Lord Jesus, to go to a cruel Roman cross to take the punishment we deserve so that we could be not just forgiven, but we could be made your children. Can I think about that line we sing in a song often around here that once, you, once we were your enemies, but now seated around your table. Lord, what a glorious truth that is that you have made us your children. You've given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You have given us grace upon grace upon grace. And Lord, we rejoice in that tonight and say thank you for that grace. Thank you for this Christmas season, the opportunity to remember and to reflect on what you have done for us. And I pray not just tonight, but Lord, all this weekend and all this year to come that we will be people who are thankful for your grace and aware of your grace. And we will give you all the praise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, ushers are going to begin to go down the aisles, lighting your candles. And so in just a moment, once everyone's candle is lit, we're going to stand and we're going to sing Silent Night and just reflect on the wonder of what we've been singing. But after we sing Silent Night, you can keep your candles lit. We're going we're gonna to close out tonight with joy to the world because this is a joyous thing that we get to celebrate as recipients of God's grace. And it's a news that we need to let others know as well. So as you have your candles, would you stand as we sing both Silent Night and Joy to the Lord.
Father, we are grateful that we are recipients of that joy and we experience that joy, not just this Christmas season, but every day in getting to walk with you. Lord, I pray that for myself and for each of these precious brothers and sisters here on the campus and worshiping from home, that God, that this would be a season of joy for us. Or a joy that's not based on our circumstances, not based on what's happening around us, but a joy knowing who we are in Christ. And it's what it means to be, to be your children, what it means to have received your love. So would you fill each of our hearts with joy and with hope and with love this Christmas season? Lord, I pray it would overflow to others around us, that we would be lights to those around us, point them to the hope that is found in Christ and in Christ alone. And Lord, we will give you the praise and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, Gateway family, and Merry Christmas. You are dismissed.